Amen. You may be seated. Christmas changes everything, and it should change everything. In fact, Christmas messes with our lives. But too often, you know, when we hear the story, we've, we've heard the story so many times, that, and we know the story so well, that sometimes we don't allow the story to mess with our lives. But I would need us to understand, and we do know it, Christmas changes everything. So this morning, I want to remind us again of the miracle that messes with our lives. And it begins with a young girl named Miriam. Miriam, most of us know her by her English name, Mary. And Mary, it says, grew up in a backwater town in the region of Galilee. Now, the name of the town we know was Nazareth. Now, Nazareth was so small that it doesn't even show up on a census of the towns for that time. In fact, Nazareth in the Galilee is smaller than Nazareth, Texas. It, it, it wasn't even big enough to be a one-stoplight town. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere, and its only claim to fame up until this moment was nothing. In fact, there is no mention of Nazareth in the Old Testament and anywhere outside of the Bible except for another 200, until about 200 years later. And then out of nowhere, the Gospel of Luke tells us that the angel Gabriel decides to show up in this backwater town. Now, the angel Gabriel we've seen before. Do you remember where? In the Old Testament, the angel Gabriel shows up to the prophet Daniel. Remember, Daniel has this vision and the angel Gabriel is giving him this vision of the kingdom of God and and of the end times. It's a grand vision that Daniel receives from the angel Gabriel. This is the first time we see the angel Gabriel appear in Scripture. But there's one other time that we see the angel Gabriel appear. And that's actually earlier in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 1. Uh, The angel Gabriel shows up to the priest, Zechariah, when he's on duty in the temple. And the angel Gabriel proclaims to him that he is going to have a son. He and his wife in in their old age. And and we know that son is going to be the messenger of the Messiah. And that son's name would be John the Baptist, remember? And so now we have the third time in Scripture where the angel Gabriel shows up. And he's speaking an important message. And that message is also about the coming of the kingdom of God. But this time the angel is speaking to Mary. A young girl who we don't know anything about up until this moment. It just says she is from Nazareth. She is engaged to a man named Joseph and is a virgin. That's it. Mary isn't a prophet like Daniel. He's not a, she's not a priest like Zechariah. She's just a young girl minding her own business, preparing for her wedding, when all of a sudden she is visited by the angel Gabriel. Wow. Christmas changes everything. <laughs> it messes with our lives. Now, there's a, we can guess a couple of things about Mary. 
And this we just know from the period and the culture. First, she could have been as young as 12 or 13 years old. We don't know for sure. But it says she was engaged to a man named Joseph. And Joseph was probably a lot older than Mary. Maybe 20 years plus. But that was the culture. And you have to remember it was a very different time. It wasn't wrong necessarily. But the culture was built around family and home. And so girls marrying early allowed the family to thrive and prosper in a sometimes very meager existence. And the text says that she was engaged to Joseph, but engagement, as we know, is very different from uh, our context today. Engagement in the first century meant you were actually married. And let me explain. A marriage was was a deed. It was a contract between two families. And the bride's family would give money to the groom and they would be betrothed or engaged. Now at this engagement, they are legally married. But the bride would still live with her family for the next 12 months. Now part of the reason would be to make sure that she was pure, that she was a virgin, before they consummated the marriage. So in that 12 months, if she showed up pregnant, then she isn't pure. But, but even though they didn't have sexual relations during that 12-month period, they were still legally married. They lived in separate households. And they could only be separated, though, by death or divorce. That's the way marriage worked. So here's this young girl living her ordinary life with an ordinary family. Now she knows that life is about to change dramatically for her because she's going to get married. But it's something that she saw happen all the time. Friends and relatives getting married and, and starting a new family. I doubt she thought about anything beyond that. And then out of nowhere, the angel Gabriel appears. This messenger of God proclaiming, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Christmas messes with our lives. It changes everything. In your pew Bible there is the New Revised Standard Version. And it says that Mary was much perplexed and pondered what the angel said. I don't think that quite gets to what really happened with Mary. I like the way the New Living Translation says it. The New Living Translation gives us a little better feel. For it says Mary was confused and disturbed. I, I, I can agree with that. I would be confused and disturbed if that happened to me. For me, it begs the question, how would I react? How would I react if I saw and heard an angel of God? What would that interaction be like? In fact, but the angel says to Mary, and this is what angels always say. First line, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I want us to stop there and just ponder that statement for a moment. Read it again in your mind. Don't be afraid. You found favor with God. I can't think of any other statement I would rather hear from a messenger of God than that. If a messenger 
of God were to show up, an angel would to show up right now in front of you and proclaim a message to you, what would that message be? What would the angel say? In fact, do me a favor if you would. Would you close your eyes for just a moment? We're going to use our holy imagination. I want you to picture your bedroom. Keep your eyes closed. I want you to picture your bedroom and imagine for a moment that it's night. And you're getting ready for bed. And you've just turned out the light to go to bed. And, you, and you've gotten under the covers. Put your head on your pillow and, you, and you've closed your eyes. When all of a sudden, a great light just bursts through your eyelids. And, and you're shocked and you kind of bolt upright in bed. And, and, and you open your eyes to see at the foot of the, your bed what can only be described as an angel of God. Seven foot tall, human in form, but otherworldly all the same. You know it's not a human. You know it's from God. You know it's an angel. What does that angel look like in your mind? And then all of a sudden the angel opens his mouth to speak. Keep your eyes closed. What does the angel say? What is the message that the angel gives you? Let God speak to you right now. What is the message God gives you? Lord, I pray that we would hear your messenger this day, that we would know your truth and your word to us. Open our eyes and ears to see and to hear you. Amen. You can open your eyes. Mary's message was don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. She was living an ordinary life in an ordinary town, but we know she was faithful to God and in her ordinary existence had found favor with God because of her faithfulness in her everyday life. But the angel goes on to give her a word about what that faithfulness would mean for her in the future. Gabriel says that she will conceive and give birth to a son and that she is to name him Yeshua, Joshua, or as we know, in English, Jesus. And as we just learned, what does Jesus' name mean? Remember? Kids, what does Jesus mean? You can say it. You remember? Adults, you can say it. God saves. The Lord saves. Jesus means the Lord saves. Now that's a lot to take in, isn't it? Christmas messes with our lives. Christmas changes everything. And the angel continues and he says that this Jesus will be very great and called the Son of the Most High. That he will have the throne of King David and that he will reign over Israel forever. That his kingdom will never end. Wow. Now, we know the rest of the story, right? We know the full story. So it's hard for us to imagine the impact that this would have had on Mary. But just think about it. This ordinary woman is just given the message that her son is the promised Messiah that is spoken of all the way back in the book of Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament, through the prophets, especially Isaiah, that he is the promised offspring of the great King David and that he will rule forever. She is given a message of promise that is to come. But how will she react to that promise? How will she live out that promise? <laughs> but Mary is 
confused, right? Because as she tells the, uh, tells the angel Gabriel, one slight problem. I'm still a virgin. How in the world is this going to come about? And what does the angel tell her? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born to you will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Can you believe that story? That is incredible. That is almost beyond belief. Christmas messes with our lives. It messes with the everyday ordinary. It changes everything. But again, think back if this was you. How would you respond? How does one comprehend this message of being chosen by God and then being told that your son will be a miraculous birth? But if that wasn't enough, the angel Gabriel goes on to say that Mary's cousin Elizabeth, who is old and barren, is now six months pregnant. Miracle after miracle packed into 10 verses of Luke from from verse 28 to 38. The visit of an angel, the coming of the Messiah, the promise of a virgin birth, the miraculous pregnancy of Mary's cousin Elizabeth. All of these are promises of what is to come. But at this moment, Mary isn't sure if they will actually happen. But how does Mary respond? I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Christmas changes everything. It messes with the ordinary days of our lives. But part of the miracle is how Mary responds to the message. She trusted and accepts it. She accepts the promise from God and lives her life accordingly. So the question is, how are you living out that promise? Have you allowed Christmas to change everything in your life? Will you allow Christmas to mess with your life? Because the promise is still there. How does it change your life? How are you living? Will you allow the miracle among the mess? I want to pray for us. And as we pray, I want to take you back. How did God speak to you earlier? 